Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an educational and entertaining exploration of all things erotic. From sacred sexuality to fetishes, power exchange relationships and leather life, BDSM to polyamory, as well as simply fun kink. Each week, we bring you a diverse offering of erotic life in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you are offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. I don't even know where we're going to go with this show. <laughs> I have no clue. I just know we've been jonesing. We have been on a long traveling spree. The traveling spree's over now? Uh, for a little bit. I think our next thing is indie in a couple of weeks. <gasps> GLLA for our step-down speech. Plus, we have Camp Kink and other stuff coming up. Yes. But for us, one or two a month. That we can do. Slowed it down. Yeah, so because we did, I think I figured it out, and in like three and a half weeks, we had driven like 50 hours. We'd spent 50 hours on the road. So, yeah. Wow. (laughs) We got through some audiobooks at least. Yes, we did. So, um, on today's podcast, we are going to talk about, we're going to talk about Tees, mm-hmm. the event we went to in Canada a little bit. We'll talk about Trans Camp Out, the went, event we went to in West Virginia. West Virginia right. We'll talk about the most intense scene I have ever seen. Oh my to God, date. yes. Um, We're going to talk about some different packages that came in the oh, mail. Oh, got a lot of packages. In I the know. Mail. Well, we came back from Canada, uh, what, a late Monday night, and we had three boxes waiting for us, and was home Tuesday to do laundry and headed back out Wednesday morning. So. Well, there you go. Yes, and very interesting packages <laughs> that they are. They are. Um, and I, but I want to start off by saying thank you to you. Me? Yes, for the birthday wish from Aww. the Fat Cave. <laughs> from the Fat Cave. As you may have heard, um, <laughs> not the previous episode, and kind of between 127 and 128, mm-hmm. there's this, this little two-minute blurb in there. Uh, <laughs> for people that listen to the podcast, you may have heard us refer to... Big Fatty, Fatty on occasion. Yes, Big Fatty online. And uh, you um, called him up or you wrote him a, uh, I did. an e-letter. I did. An and e-letter. asked for a, um, a shout-out for me for my birthday. And he yes. did that. And then yes. he gave you a bunch of shit. He did. He gave me a bunch of shit because I thought I was writing this really pleasant email that said, we listen to your show as much as we possibly can. And uh, he's like, yes, because married people don't have 20 minutes to listen to a show each day. So he did. He gave me a little shit. But it was fun because he, he uh, did a little song about um, your exit of the birth canal. Yes. <laughs> and um, that was fantastic. And I do want to mention to the fat one that we do have the horror here in <laughs> central Ohio, if we you'd do. ever like to join us up here. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so thank you, Dawn, very much. And thank oh, you, Big welcome. Fatty. The only downside, if you listen to the Big Fatty podcast, which you can find at Big Fatty, dot, Big Big Fatty, Fatty Online. online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear if you go to BigFatty.com, uh-huh. you get different sort of thing. <laughs> um, is it, you, he online. says things like e-letter and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, when he fucks up, he'll say something like, oh, no, Big Fatty. <laughs> oh, no, so, Big Fatty. They're eating their Cheerios. <laughs> so I'll say to you on occasion, and while we're presenting, I'll say, no, Big Fatty, no. And, of course, the people that are watching think I'm calling you Big Fatty. Big fatty so. <laughs> they get offended. So I call you Big Fatty, too, and everybody knows gets confused. you're not. <laughs> so uh, moving on from that, we are back. 
in the apartment. We do have a question of the day at some point. We do. Uh, We do want to talk about some of the great people we met and give our listeners the opportunity to hear about some of the events that they may want to go to in the Mm -hmm. future. Um, But other than that, we're just going to ramble. Yeah, I think we're just going to ramble. So this is very much a catch-up. We have uh, Barak and Sheba doing their show and uh, Lee Harrington doing his show, who we've actually had the pleasure of hosting for the last couple of days. And we were just on Lee's show just a couple days ago, which was kind of weird to be in our studio on somebody else's podcast. Yes, yes. but it was fun. So, But um, we've actually, like Dan was saying, have spent a lot of our time outside of the apartment um, Tease, I guess, was the uh, one big event that we did in Canada, and uh, there were some last-minute changes with the event, so they called it uh, Tease Relaxed. So, and everybody just kind of chilled for the weekend, and uh, we got bought in the Dom Sub auction oh, yeah. and did some purchasing ourselves. So each of us had a couple of uh, nice scenes, and then and then I put a birthday present together for you there too. Oh. <laughs> That's why on the show notes it says Tease and Sacred Touch. Oh, yeah. You set up a, uh, a nice Sacred Touch. Now, um, as podcast listeners may or may not <laughs> know, <laughs> you and I are also very involved in Sacred Sexuality. We're getting yes. more involved in the Sacred Sexuality aspect, and we actually are the current directors of a, the Path of the Kaddishti, which is a particular style and modality of Sacred Sexuality. Mm-hmm. One of the keystones of the path of the Kaddishti is the sacred touch ritual. Right. And you recruited some wonderful ladies to help me be the receiver in a sacred Mm -hmm. touch ceremony. So, yes. And it it went really well. I love the way things just click Mm -hmm. like that. And I didn't get permission to mention their names. But, yes, two wonderful people. And I got really lucky because um, when I, uh, I asked for volunteers online they spoke up and then when i get to the event they already knew each other so and yeah, had been trying neat. to hook up together themselves <laughs> so this gave them a little time to uh, bask in each other's energy yes so but uh so that was a wonderful yes. scene i very much enjoyed receiving mm-hmm. and i'm a rotten bottom oh you did good you did good and it you is... had a smile on your face yes. so it makes it all good and so do you know that makes the third time I've bottomed in the last two weeks. I've gone from never, third. ever bottoming to three times. So I don't want to say you bottomed at the sacred touch one, but however you define it. So you did receive. Okay, so that's one. But let's, we all have to hold off on the other one oh. to get to our next event. So okay. let's finish off with tease. Thank you, Dark Angel, for mm-hmm. uh, hosting us up there. Absolutely. So I had a great time. actually ran um, a couple of roundtables. Mm-hmm. Had a great time with the uh, Slave Roundtable, and um, I understand you had a good time with your uh, Master's Roundtable. I certainly did. Um, so. Had some really nice... Um, actually, it was really nice. The other um, people that identify as dominants that were also presenting there just came to the, came to the Roundtable just to hang out, nice. along with a couple other people, so it was very chillaxed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that word, chillaxed. <laughs> I, just, I didn't make that up. That's no. very hip, and I'm not... <laughs> Um, so that was nice. So it was a nice, it was a nice camping event. Mm-hmm. Now we ended up staying in, um, Barry. Bear, uh, another city, oh. Bear, we'll call that. <laughs> That'll be our code name. Okay. That was in that area in general. Yes. Um, and we stayed at a little, little hotel. We drove to the event every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, it was a 10 hour drive for us mm-hmm. without the pop-up. So we were going to bring the camper, but did not to that one. 
So, and that's okay, but we did take it to um, the trans camp out in West Virginia. So we, we left there mm-hmm. um, and grooved down, hit the studio here for one day. Right. You did a mass of laundry. Mm-hmm. I checked in at work, and we continued on down to West Virginia for trans camp out. We did. The, the boxes, the boxes. Oh, we well, let's talk take about a break for the boxes. Too. Yes. Because there's a huge dildo in our house. <laughs> And I think it's important to get to a huge dildo. Well, the three boxes that came in, there was one at the door that had gotten wet. So luckily nothing in there got ruined. And then there was two inside. Luckily, the stuff comes in plain brown boxes because my son was the one checking the mail. (laughs) (laughs) So one big heavy box was our new shipment of books, uh, Living MS, so that we have been taking on events with us. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, You have to say that again. So, one of the boxes was our book, um, Living MS. Oh. That's my little chime for the promo spot. That's stupid. Mm. Sorry, I wish I didn't do that. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, another box was uh, the leather vest that I got from um, Marvelous Mayhem. Which looks fantastic. But before we leave the book, yes. I was so involved in the little chime thing. <laughs> I want to mention how thrilled we are with the, how well the book's doing. The Absolutely. book's flying. Yes. Absolutely love that. Very, feel very good about it. Mm-hmm. And just getting wonderful feedback that uh, people are finding it useful. And that's very helpful. Yes. If uh, you want to go check out that feedback, head over to Amazon.com mm-hmm. and you can uh, do a search for Living MS. And our book will pop up and you can read all the feedback we've been getting. And we've been very happy with the feedback. Yes. So um, if you would like to get a copy and leave us some feedback, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Or if you want a copy to be signed by us, you can also get it from our website. Go to Erotic Awakening, go to Dan and Dawn, and you'll see Living MS. And mm-hmm. we will personally sign you a copy and send it out to you. Yes. And again, you know, the whole book thing, we, it feels very good to have a book out to be able to help people. We don't make squat off of it, but yeah. um, we do get fed from the feedback from doing good. And mm-hmm. I think we are doing good. So wanted to mention it. Tell your friends, buy one for your parents, whatever. <laughs> Maybe not one, one by your No, okay. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> so onward, you've already got the box open. I've already got so the we need box to, open. All right, so we're on the vest. We so got your vest, vest from Marvelous yes. Mayhem. Or, yes. Yes? Okay, mm-hmm. Marvelous Mayhem. And um, I'm going to try to wear it at GLLA. I'm not so sure yet. But the way it's built, it's got a hole in the back that shows off my Phoenix tattoo. Yes. But GLLA, we're probably going to be wearing our vest with our back patches for the thing since we'll be tally masters. Yeah, well, as it happens, um, you and I have been serving as the Great Lakes Region Master Slave title holder, yes, 16 sir. or 13 state region here mm-hmm. in the United States for the last year. And we should probably wear our GLLA probably, leather on that day. Yes. Especially <sighs> because that'll be our step down, that'll be our last mm-hmm. uh, official function as the current title holders. Right. I was thinking about not showing up so that we don't have to give up our title. I don't know if that works that way, though. I don't think it works that way. It probably doesn't. (laughs) So, and then the third box came in, and this is the one that I have been waiting, waiting, waiting for. So, this is from um, Bad Dragon, Mm -hmm. and it is a tentacle dildo. So, and they let me pick out which one I wanted to do a product test on. And I have not, we haven't been home long enough to really (laughs) um, uh, pull it out and give a product test on it, but it is still in the wrapper. (laughs) Look how big this thing is. (laughs) Did you just say, we haven't been home long enough 
for you to fuck yourself with this huge dildo. Yeah. Well, Isn't that interesting? <laughs> well, go on. Busy. I've been recovering right, from how the tall driving. is that big oh monster? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it right, is. We're definitely putting pictures up on the website. You will not believe this thing. It is, what, 10, 12 inches high, maybe? And it's bent? Well, that is easily 12 inches if high. If I held it up straight, we're talking oh, we're 14, 16. 15. Yeah. So, I don't awesome. know if I like you having a dildo that big. <laughs> well, it's kind of... Oh, my God. Look at this. Look at the base of this. <laughs> well, it's important. Now, one of your things that's that you like, I'm, I'm sure, oh is God. the color. Well, the color... Feel it's, it sticks to the table, too. Nice. I think that's good. Yeah. And so when you purple. drop it, it, like, wiggles. It does. It wiggles. <laughs> like a tentacle and it's got like little molded suction cups look at that oh, oh yeah. look at that no no that is absolutely a tentacle if i've ever yes. seen a tentacle oh my god it's and it's it's really it's an incredible piece of work it's it's insane it's it is definitely a piece of artwork and i'm not exactly sure what it's made out of it's uh, it's not um it's not solid solid like a hard plastic or anything like that mm -mm, no it's more rubber mm -hmm. maybe latex or something oh, yeah. in it. no i don't know i i doubt there's latex i'll have to double check that because when we actually do the full product review on this mm -hmm. we should probably know what the material is yeah and at that point we're going to know what it felt like what it Yay. feels like what it feels like inside you what it <laughs> <laughs> look at the little section cups Those i do so see the little cool. yes oh my god this is why we should have a video podcast absolutely oh this is amazing so this is a large tentacle i mean even the tip of it is built different mm -hmm. so oh it is definitely unlike anything else that we have uh-huh how much do you think that thing weighs heavy Oh, four or five pounds. Yeah, that is not a... And it's not really designed so that you hold it and use uh -uh. it on someone. It's more like it, you drop it on the table and mount it. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Hot. Because the way it's curved, even if you use it on me, you're not going to be able to just in, out, in, out. It is definitely a toy to be eroticized. Oh, yeah. Not just manipulated. Yes. <laughs> okay, so... Yay! Drop it on the table one more time. I you're so wanna... thrilled with that. <laughs> I just want to hold it and you hold it, it and, and stroke it. So coming soon, we will do the actual product review on that. Um, a product test, so to speak. <laughs> and then, the, so that was all three boxes, right? That was all three boxes. And then the off books, we went. The dildo and the, the leather vest. Yep. And then we took our three, we took none of those boxes. Took well, we took the books. Of the books, yes. And we headed down to uh, what Trans Camp, Trans Trans Camp out Camp. in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. All right, so. Yes. I've got a lot to say about that event. And uh, yes. I tell you, um, one of the things that struck me mm -hmm. was, well, this was our first trans event. Yes. Now, I kind of thought it was a event that happened to have trans people. They're, they're saying, uh, we want this to be our event. This is our mm -hmm. trans event for trans people and their allies. Right. And uh, I felt very honored and privileged mm -hmm. and accepted to be an ally. You know, yes. and it's just wonderful, wonderful level of acceptance. You and I are not trans people. No. We are, um, nor do I have I even been on a skirt lately. No. <laughs> so, but very well accepted and uh, just, Absolutely. what a great event. I kind of expected it to be a kink event with trans people. But instead, it was a trans event 
with, with a little Keith. dungeon in the back. Oh, well said. So, yeah. And, um, you know, there was a couple of people there that had not heard of Power Exchange before, but was very interested in what I had to say about it and actually um, saw a little light bulb go off for someone because she was thinking doormat when she heard slave. And um, when I explained and kind of used the word, the terminology that's been, I've been seeing it in different places lately is power slave. Mm -hmm. And when I explained to her everything I did and how I didn't have time to be a doormat, (laughs) I think she kind of got it. So, um, so that was very interesting, but just some amazing, beautiful people. So I've got to meet a lot of people. A few we already knew. We knew some from the Cleveland scene that had gone down. Yeah, Yeah, a couple there vending. Um, We knew a couple of names. Uh, uh, Raven was there. Raven Caldera and and his boy Joshua Mm -hmm. uh, were one of the some of the presenters there. Who we we've interact we've met in the past. We've interacted Mm -hmm. with here and there. Of course, we know Pain Boy and Chaotic Cat. Right. Also, fairly local to our area, and we get to interact with them on occasion. Mm -hmm. So, Goddess Anne and her toy. Yes, yes. People like that. So, but we got to meet a lot of new people, and that was fantastic. Oh. Props to Papa Bear Nick. Oh my God! Now, yes. One of the points, and one of the things that made this a fantastic event was mm-hmm. once you were in, the food was taken care of. Now yes. you and I said, "Oh, sure, food will be taken care and we of." We went shopping. So we went the, shopping. Yeah, and we brought our own food. IGA sort of t- uh, shopping yes. place. Um, because I am a vegetarian currently, mm-hmm. and you are gluten free. Gluten free, right? Which means you don't eat wheat. Exactly. So we said, oh, we better do some shopping because mm-hmm. this is a camp out thing. It's, you know, they'll do hot dogs and hamburgers, right? Right. Maybe we, chicken on Saturday or something. Yeah. And we always try to, we always try to bring backup food just in case. But this was all inclusive meals. And it, they actually even put a warning on the website that they would have some vegetarian food, but they weren't going to try to deal with everybody's allergies. Right. But there were so many allergies to cover, they just couldn't deal Reasonable. with it. Reasonable. Absolutely. We have a friend who's a garlic allergy and you mm-hmm. can't. You know, accomplished for every single allergy right, in the world. Right. But, but every Papa meal, <laughs> every meal was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Every meal was more than just there was ne- there was hamburgers one night, and mm-hmm. I think there was hot dogs one night. But that's it. Otherwise, there's these huge pork loins. There was always a gluten free option. There was mm-hmm. always a vegetarian option, and the vegetarian option wasn't salad. Right. It, it was, was a, all the wacky it was a, saffron. Well, actually, and it was a gluten-based meat substitute. Mm-hmm. So um, Nick would make sure to point out, Dawn, you don't want this. It's actually made with gluten. But Dan, that's for you. Right. <laughs> sort of thing. And yeah, there was, there was salads and fruits and pasta and three bean stuff. And uh, I mean, just, oh, an assortment. We'd, yeah. Did not leave a meal hungry. You and I have been to a lot of events, mm-hmm. and um, many of them with good kitchens. Mm-hmm. Many of them very well fed. This was a camp kitchen. Yes, and and was done this well. And this was the best mm-hmm. camp kitchen uh, for all the events that we've been to for outdoor here. One inclusive meal ticket thing. Mm-hmm. So that was really neat. You know, you know what? I'm going to say that with the inclusive meal thing. I'm going to say it's even better than some of the hotel events we've been to. So, where the meal's been included. Because there's been Oh, yeah, times. you know what? Yeah. I'm going to, I have to agree with that. Because I, I'm, I could think of a particular event where mm-hmm. we would get down there, me being a vegetarian, I said, oh, well, I guess I'll have some of this leafy green iceberg lettuce. And a, and a roll. And a roll. And uh, you being gluten-free, said, oh, I guess I'll eat 
the lettuce and not eat a roll. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so, and yeah, and this time we came home with a cooler full of food because we never ate it. Exactly. Okay. So enough about the food. So yeah, but, wonderful mm. presenters. We got to meet um, as we mentioned before, and we're going to come back to Pain Boy and Chaotic Cats. Yes. Um, Raven and Joshua Josh. did mm-hmm. some stuff. And um, Master Amy, Master Amy, yes, and her boy were there, and that she was wonderful. Got to see some brand new things with her. Mm-hmm. Um, got to got to be given some. Um, she gave me some vocabulary for some stuff that I I've already do naturally. Mm-hmm. So that was really really neat to work with a different vocabulary and and try that out. Yep. So. So that was awesome. Bunny and Sid were another couple yes. we saw that was very neat. And we saw a bunch so we saw a bunch of other people. I don't want to go mm-hmm. through the whole presenter list. The presentations oh, were Master wonderful. Master Fire Ma'am. Master Fire Ma'am. And, or and Master Fire. Mm-hmm. Is it Master Fire or Master Fire Ma'am? Mas- well, at the event we called her Master Fire. Yes. So Okay, so Master Fire, if it's actually Master Fire Ma'am, you can beat Dawn. It's her fault. <laughs> so and people that we know, you know, so that was pretty neat to see come across somebody that we knew from variety of fet life kind mm-hmm. of postings but never actually got to meet yes and um got to meet master fire's family and mm-hmm. oh and i got secrets you do yes but i can't talk about them till after gloa okay just in case we have somebody from the house listening oh yeah. okay nice nice um yeah great podcasting there dan let's talk about <laughs> things we're not going to talk about all right so let's so camp out wonderful i am already looking forward to going back next year and oh, absolutely. Uh, by the way yes i will be going back next year because i <sighs> me and my pal crash yes what up crash <laughs> we won tickets to next year going for free nice now what i'm gonna do in reality is i'm gonna pitch to um oh i don't know if i'm supposed to use uh, I don't know the organizer's name that invited us in the first yeah, place. I don't By know. the way, uh, the organizer was that anyway. Dale and Miles and mm-hmm. other and Coyote they all stepped up and they helped because we needed a little help to get the event going. They did a fantastic job. Props Absolutely. to you. Absolutely, yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm going to pitch that you and I go back as presenters, like we went this awesome. year. Then I'll still have this extra ticket laying around. Ooh. So maybe I'll put it up for a prize on the old podcast. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. So. Or all kinds of opportunities, all mm-hmm. kinds of things we might do. Yep, all kinds of options. So now um, you were going to talk about um, Pain Boy and Chaotic Cat again. Yes, so I'm going to talk of... about their scene. Let's do, <laughs> let's do the question of the day first. Because okay. I, I might get a little funky when we talk about the right. most intense scene I've ever seen. Yes. So, so our or question... your other uh, experience of bottoming. Let me make a note. I'm making Let me make a note. Never talk about that. But it was awesome. So it was awesome. It was. So our but let's do question of the day. So question okay. of the day today because I want to talk about being. I want to talk about the bottoming that I did, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about that chaotic cat. Oh yes. Boy scene. Absolutely. But the question of the day is thus. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. <laughs> Are you sure you're ready? I'm sure I'm ready. Okay, good. I'm trying to figure out what the question of the day is. What is the question of the day? Oh, I remember what it is. Oh, well, go ahead. has to do with pilots and stewardesses. <laughs> that doesn't ring a bell. I it'll hope be... it doesn't mean I'm supposed to no. fly a plane. No, but it'll be part of my example. So um, I think I remember the question being, what is a mentor? So one of the 
FetLife groups that I'm on is called BDSM Mentors. Mm -hmm. And I disagree with about 50% of things posted there. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you go out and you'll see, look at people's profiles, you'll see so-and-so is being mentored by so-and-so. Right. Now, um, that's fine. Everybody's got, I'm not going to tell you what's right and what's wrong and what the correct use of language is, blah, blah, blah. We can only, we're going to share what our experience, what our belief system is, right? Right. Nice thing about writing a book, you can write down, here's what I believe, (laughs) right? Um, And we had to explore that. Now, I happen to mentor a couple of people. I'm not going to talk about BDSM mentoring. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. I don't know. But Um, this is more lifestyle. But lifestyle mentoring, power exchange mentoring. Mm -hmm. I mentor two people. Right. They are both. I mentor one at the moment. And the two people I mentor are both also identify as masters. Right. Or master and a mistress. Mind a slave. And you're a slave. Yes. So you'll see a lot of people will say, well, masters, you know, a, ma- a, lot, a lot of, uh, a, uh, on one of the message boards, a uh, guy says, hey, I'm looking for more slaves to be, to mentor. Mm-hmm. I'm mentoring six slaves right now. Oh my gosh. And you dig into it a little bit and he's like, yeah, I, um, these are college women that I've taught to release themselves sexually to me. Right. So that's Do you see the what, look on my face? Yes. <laughs> You're not even cuddling your I'm not dragon cuddling dildo my, anymore. No. <laughs> um, that is how some people refer to mentoring. What you and I think of when we talk about mentoring, we talk about peer mentoring. Right. And what it is is actually mentoring like the real world uses the word mentoring. Mm-hmm. I have some skills. I share it with my peers. Right. You have skills. You share it with your peers. And, it, and you're mentoring a slave. And it would make no sense for your slave to come to me. And say, Dan, how do I serve? Um, you know, when my master tells me that he doesn't like the way I do things, it makes me feel like this. How should I? What should I do? Right, right. I mean, there, there's a difference. You can be training someone, you know, as a dominant with a submissive. Yes, and I, I did training, right? Okay. So, like, if they said, you know, how would I kneel? How would I do? You know, something that's skill based or physical, mm-hmm. you could probably say, well, this is what I would like in my submissive. And give them some ideas. But if they say, this is how I'm feeling, you're not going to know that as a master. You're not going to know. You're not going to have experienced what they are feeling. So they would come to me. Dawn, I'm feeling this way, you know, and and what do I do? And for the mo- most of the time, I can say, well, I've experienced that myself. And this is what I did. Right. And it either worked or it didn't work. And if I haven't experienced that, I'll find someone in our house or someone else that I know that had another slave that has experienced it and have them share information. But it, when with mentoring, we think of it as peer to peer. So, and I just enjoy that. And it seems to work very well. I mean, I can't imagine one of the, one of the masters that you mentor coming to me and right. asking me, you know, and that's why I say it's, it's like the, the pilot and the stewardess. And that's the example that, that we use. Um, I think you came up with that a long time ago. And it's like, if you're a new stewardess and you get on the plane and you want to figure out how to do something, who are you going to ask? Are you going to ask the more experienced stewardess or are you going to ask the pilot? Because the pilot can say, I think I would do it this way, but they don't really know. Right. You know, he's not going to ask you how to read airspeed or <laughs> something like that, you know. So the, the reality is for me, you know, if I have 
when with sl- slave gem, mm-hmm. I am training slave gem. Right. I own slave gem. Right. I'm not mentoring her. No. I'm training her. And the difference is, if you are, if you say I am mentoring this slave, and you are sticking your personal parts in the personal parts <laughs> of that slave, you're not mentoring them. You're fucking them. Right. You know, but you're doing it without responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's why you can use the word mentoring instead of being, an, you know, owning up to being a trainer. Right. Uh, but that's just my opinion, right? Yeah, it's just our opinions. But, you know, I would think sex and all of that, it, it can blur the line. You know, how can you really mentor someone if that whole line is blurred as well? So, now, I, you know, I'm going to say there are, you could be, you can ethically, a top can ethically, or uh, in this case, a lifestyle. So we'll say a master or mistress can ethically mentor a sub or a slave i suppose but uh, we use the term advisor in that case and we Mm -hmm. make it clear that at the point you know i I can certainly understand an advisor position but again um you get into all these weird other terminology like protector of and all this kind of stuff you know if you're playing with the person for pleasure own up to the actual relationship take responsibility for for what you're doing but other people see it other ways. So. But we got the fucking podcast. So woot. <laughs> but that's the way we. Oh, on a side note, and yes. I haven't said this lately. If you're listening to the podcast and you think you and I, Don and I, are full of shit, give us a holler. Yell oh, at us absolutely. and say, hey, I think you're full of shit and here's why. And I'm willing to. I'm not just one of these pussies that hide on the internet and, and post under a fake name. Mm-hmm. You're full of shit. <laughs> right? You get it. Hey, man, come on the show. We got Skype, we got phones, we'll let you on the show, and we will let you have your words and tell us, hey, this is why you guys are wrong. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we might be wrong So on some things. On some things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that. Have we avoided me bottoming yet? Yes. Okay. So one of the classes I went to at Camp Out was uh, Master Fire was presenting a class on... Flogging. flogging with intent. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to put some more more than just uh, the physical act of flogging to go a little bit deeper than that. Right. Yeah. They didn't really cover like flogging 101. After it the class was over, actually, Master Fire stuck around. That's and... right. That's right. But it was more about uh, ritual space is how yeah. I would put it. Oh, absolutely. So uh, we, she, uh, Master Fire talked about it for a little while and said, okay, so I want people that want to be flogged over here. And mm-hmm. people that are going to flog over here. Mm-hmm. And I ended up on the wannabe flog side. Right. And I've never in 10 years of being in the scene, actively in the community, mm-hmm. have, been, have bottomed for anything. Well, and there was another stipulation as well. Oh, yeah. No safe words. Yeah. So. And the idea was because this type of play, this type of connection requires a great level of trust. Right, right. And we would be, um, the bottoms and the tops would be chanting mantras. Mm-hmm. And um, some people were new and some people were not. I know for me, I had a new top. So it was the first time that they had actually topped. So that was an oh, honor. Okay. I, love, I love being an experimental bottom for someone that has not topped before. So I, I, I get off on that. I really enjoy that. So, but you were standing over there with me on the side of being, of wanting to be flawed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was... Um... So it comes time to partner up, and the um, and somebody from a, a prestigious Atlanta leather household mm-hmm. came over and said, "Oh, you know," and we just connected, right? And um, 
that person gave me the option of using uh, their, you know, they wanted to use their own flogger. They had a flogger that was right. special to them. So they, we used that. And um, I found out that from, uh, you know, when it comes to bottoming, when it comes to being flogged, I don't like it. <laughs> I was trying not to pay too much attention to you, but um, boy, she she yes. <laughs> she left not bruises on your back there were little purple spots when she was done but it wasn't major bruises but for the 10 minutes i think it was like eight or 10 minutes mm-hmm. that the flogging went on mm-hmm. your back was rosy red yes it was a significant it was a serious yes. flogging yes. Up here. and i don't i do not like flogging i'm not going to be a switch it just did not it was a great experience mm-hmm. but i did not f- say "Ooh, i can't wait for the next time so, and you know what? I think that's what I was going to mention during the mentoring. It, it is what I was going to mention during the mentoring is that even though you bottomed headspace wise, you still don't know what a bottom or a submissive goes through with a scene. You are still a master bottoming. So when huh. it comes to mentoring, you still probably, you can say, this is what it physically felt like to me, but you didn't drop into that headspace. I can see you? that. No, no, no. I can see that. You? I can yeah. see that. No, mine was, my experience was more of a, uh, being able to relate with the ordeal of being flogged mm, was versus okay. the, you know, I would talk about the, about endurance, okay. not about pleasure. Okay. So the endorphins didn't hit, huh? Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. It does not with some people. <laughs> and then finally, maybe not finally, but, uh, next to talk about, so uh, the most intense BDSM plus being mm-hmm. seen I've ever seen. And I'm going to say BDSM plus because there's a lot more than just BDSM to it. Right. And we've actually had a chance to see this scene before and have decided not to because it is so intense. And we've had it in a room. We've had it happen in a room next to where we've been presenting before and uh, could feel the energy of it. Mm-hmm. And um, Pain Boy had told us that um, some events try to get him to do it at their events and he'll ask them why and they'll say because it sounds kind of neat and that's not good enough for him and i didn't understand that until i watched yeah so what we're talking about is uh, pain boy and chaotic cat did a uh, a presentation about crucifixions Mm -hmm. and they spent the first 30 minutes talking about what a crucifixion was and historical and and um, my understanding is that and I can't recall where he said, but that they do crucifixions currently, current mm-hmm. day, and I can't recall where I he said that. I don't remember where. I'm thinking Philip. The Philippines. Philippines. I think so. We'll have to ask him next time okay. we see him. Um, so talks about the crucifixion, and mm-hmm. and he had a cross with him, and yes. this is a full size human cross. Right. So um, now you and I, and especially me. I completely struggled with the idea of watching a person being crucified. Mm-hmm. Not because of my religious beliefs. Mm-mm. Just because it sounds horrific. Yes. Um, very intense. Very intense. And as we describe the actual uh, event, you can decide for yourself whether you would stick around and watch it. I know. I'm choking up. I'm just remembering the energy of it. No, absolutely. So you and I, I tried to walk away and I kept coming back and I mm-hmm. felt drawn to do a particular thing where they needed volunteers for. So I stuck around. I know. And I wanted to help with the aftercare because I could see the struggle that was going on. So before it even started. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Pain Boy talked about the crucifixion for a Mm -hmm. while. And then we crucified Pain Boy. Mm -hmm. And we started off with a, what's the word? Skewer? No, 
about a skewer. Oh. oh my god, the skewer. Yes. Oh my god, we start off. Did with you the forget the skewer? skewer? Yes, thank you. <gasps> Sorry. So he explained one of the things that the ancient Romans used to do is they would take these skewers and he mm-hmm. held up a twelve-inch yeah, metal easily. rod mm-hmm. and said he they would shove these into people and he right. took it and he shoved it from into his body and you can right. see it poking out of the skin in, in his chest right Ugh. now the way he did it okay it's not like he shoved it straight in right it was along the edge so you could see it under outside the skin of rib outside cage. of the rib yes. cage right yes. i wanted to make sure that but no internal organs involved no but still um <laughs> yeah stunning oh my god and the fact that he did it. He, he did stood it. there and did that. Oh, my God. And the moans of pain, and he still did it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Intense, people. <laughs> so then the scourging. Yes. Yes. Where chaotic cat what scourged him. And scourging, I don't know how. To, it's like a flogger with a bunch of barbed metal on it. Yeah. And not barbed metal. Not plastic that looks no. like barbed metal. Barbed metal. Yes. So then the scourging. Mm-hmm. So if already, oh, podcast listener, if you're going, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You might want to stop now because it gets not worse, but more more intense. It gets more. (sighs) Well, I tell you, apparently you and I have not processed this very well. No, I don't think we have because, yeah. So then we place uh, Pain Boy on that we didn't, but Pain Boy places himself on the cross. Mm -hmm. And Chaotic Cat takes a nail and drives it through his hand into the wood. Now they oh, have no, no, no. Done... You know what? Before his hand... Oh, no. Yeah. His mm. scrotum. Yes. Now, he has... He, he, he gave a lot of information about how he has talked to doctors, and he has talked about... And he's done this like 20 times before. Yes, this, this is, is like the 20th, 20th time. time and his voice still shook, and she still shook. They do not take this lightly. No, no. At all, whatsoever. So... And when we say, we, you know, we're, again, we are not talking about BDSM uh, toys. We are no. talking about nails. Yeah. As in nails that you hold... Mm-hmm. Two by fours together, <laughs> yeah. or people, two crosses, mm-hmm. and hammers. Yeah. And these are big ball peen hammers. So we nail our uh, Chaotic Cat nailed Pain Boy's scrotum to and, the cross. And you could tell that she did it out of love because he actually offered, um, she was struggling, and, and I probably shouldn't talk about her personal struggle here, but you know, Pain Boy did offer to get someone else to do it, and she was like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You know, she did this out of love for him. Absolutely. And, um, so then we nail. Uh, so then, uh, cat a cat nailed, pain boys feet and hands mm-hmm. to the cross. Yes, and then and, they roped up the arms. Well, yes, and to keep him rope, balanced. Yeah, we might even rope the arms first. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now we've got a man nailed to a cross. And mm-hmm. now uh, the That's, part that it's more horizontal. The cross is right, more horizontal at this point. So me and four or five other people, we come over, we help raise the cross mm-hmm. so that now it is mostly vertical mm. it's not 100% vertical we don't want them to fall over but mostly vertical right and then we tie it off so that it stays up there mm-hmm. the people um in the audience already and the, the moans of pain from pain boy you know i we've we've been in so many scenes and we've seen so many different scenes the these were this was uh the embodiment of suffering yes and I, can I, I can't think of any other way to put it. Not screams of Mm-mm. agony, Mm-mm. although he was clearly in agony, but these were moans of suffering. Mm-hmm. So, And I can only think of one other person that I've heard those moans from, and I've had to 
to leave the area at that point too, because it kind of resonates within you. Mm. Oh, absolutely. You know, know, it kind of resonates with a moon that's inside of yourself as well. It definitely speaks to the suffering. Yeah. Uh, And you the, the audience of about 25 people are doing, I I mean, uh, we'll get to the audience because they're just so completely engaged at this point, but there's Uh, more. There's more. So part of the ritual at this point is if there's some suffering that you want to be to release, release mm-hmm. you go over and you write it on a little piece of paper. You fold over this piece of paper and you go up and they have two uh, areas on Painboy's legs on his thighs. And he had a staple gun and you staple it into his leg to mm-hmm. transfer the suffering from yourself to Painboy. Who's now the vessel. I'm sorry? Who's now the vessel. A yes. vessel now for a the vessel. suffering. Uh, it was really interesting at this point. We see, we noticed a Raven walk by. Mm-hmm. And he, Raven just finished right, doing a class, very spiritual person, yes. took a look at this. And he told us later that um, his spiritual calling said, that's not for you. You just keep going. <laughs> you have a different path to follow. Yes. yes. Um, so very interesting. The, but, the wow. audience, right? The people. And I don't talk about our own reaction. There was probably, what, about 20 20, about people, 25 people. About 20, 25, yeah, watching. And people were, some people were looking in awe. Some people were in shock. A lot of people had tears coming down their eyes. Mm-hmm. They were crying. Some people were kneeling. Uh, somebody was uh, Pro- prostating. Yes, which I'm I think I'm saying that, that right, word. which is the, uh, the, the Buddhist three bow thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which was, and it was kind of neat for me because there was, even though it was a cross, Mm-hmm. And even though it was a crucifixion, there really was no specific religious overtone. It was a spiritual experience, so which I just I found amazing. That's why a Buddhist could do that at the feet of the cross. You know, it was just really amazing to mm-hmm. me how ever, anybody could be following any path or no path or whatever and still be affected. Yeah. By the energy of this. And and just to, to increase the woo-woo, mm-hmm. um, er, uh, Painboy's noise through all this is uh, these moans of uh, suffering. It became a physical thing. It is not just an audible thing. Mm-hmm. There's a physical, palatable sense of suffering mm-hmm. that people were getting into for lack of a better term and it's not mm-hmm. really the right terminology but people were experiencing it they were experiencing pain boy suffering and, and it was- accepting it so maybe that's a word because i don't know how to explain it but when people went up there to staple their suffering into his thigh mm-hmm. you know you would expect people to go no 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 i can't do that but instead they accepted what he was doing and most everyone walked up there and stapled a piece of paper onto his thigh. Yeah. And then touched him and thanked him. Yeah. And, and it was, and everybody, and I'm sure if we interviewed all 25 people, they would all have a different experience mm-hmm. of this. You know, for myself, um, I mean, we wrapped up the chairs and left three different times yes. and did not actually leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just the most intense. And then there was the part. After we get to this part where there's just him on the cross moaning in agony and the waves of agony, right? And people mm-hmm. are just sitting there 
and like I said, some people were crying, some people burst out in tears, people were hugging. It was mm-hmm. it was it was crazy. A little bit of time goes by, we uh, take down the cross, right? And I'm like, oh boy, thank golly, this is done, right? Oh, yeah, we gave him some time to process up on the cross, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then took him down. And now we have to get the nails oh. out. Yes. Now, when you think, how am I going to get the nail out? You think, I'm going to grab the nail and pull it out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. No. Instead, I hold down one of the arm bars. Right. That is his hand. And by now, I could reach. His hand is a hand length away from mine. His hand right. that is now nailed into this cross. And they chop off the head of the nail. With uh, bolt cutters. Bolt cutters. Right. And they lube up the nail. Mm. And they grab his hand and lift it up. Yes. And off. And they do this with his scrotum and with his feet. He tried to get his own feet off. I don't know if he was successful. I, no. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. Indeed. I just, I just want to cry. You know? So it was so powerful. Yeah, and there was nothing um, bad about it. Absolutely not. Nothing, and for me at least, I can't speak for anyone else, there was nothing sacrilegious about it. No. It was a very moving experience. And um, and, and what I can say, 10 years actively in the community, mm-hmm. I've never seen a scene like that. No. You know, I mean, we've seen flesh poles, we've seen cuttings where people are then rolled out on paper. We've seen the ordeal, degradation sort of stuff. Yeah, things yeah. like that. A lot ordeal. Yeah, we're not we're not strangers to it. But this is something different. Mm-hmm. So, wow, and the description just can't do it justice. Yeah, you can't yeah. describe the energy. So, but so that was that. That was that. I ain't bottoming for that. No. No. I don't think that's something I... I did. Not one would. I am not jinxing myself anymore. No, but but I I feel like I bottomed Mm -hmm. for that, which Mm -hmm. is kind of an interesting aspect. So people are going to have to take their own view of that. that, And if you're listening to the podcast, go, wow, I'd love to try that. Then uh, (laughs) great. Do not try this at home. Yes, Oh, my God. um, (laughs) And I will try, I will put a link up so you can find Pain Boy if you want to talk more about him with that and see where he's doing it next and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, Amazing stuff. (sighs) No. No giggling after that. No. So, though, yeah. <laughs> it is funny that when, uh, just to go back to tease for a moment. That's where I was going. <laughs> people say, um, when they first meet you, you're like, oh, giggle. Where's that famous giggle? I was like, you can't just make somebody giggle on demand. It's like trying to make somebody pee on demand. It's I know. Terrible. And it's like I'm there all weekend. I can't giggle every 10 seconds. Just <laughs> For, um, oh, I don't know, for prices that you won't feel like you've been crucified, we'd like to thank the Kink Shop for their support. <laughs> Quality toys for lifestylers by lifestylers. Um, if you'd like to hear more crucifixion stories, then fuck you. But <laughs> you can rate us on iTunes for my terrible language. You can tweet about us. You can find us on Facebook. And one day, you can find us on Google Plus when they get that up and running, which I am digging so far. Um, You know what? There's no saving this podcast at this point. We'd better just move into the end bump. Want to be a part of Erotic Awakening? Want to share about your favorite kink, an event, podcast, or book? Toss us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say. 
Did you know you can buy the new book, Living MS by Dana Dawn, as well as an Erotic Awakening t-shirt, messenger bag, or coffee mug, simply by visiting the shop support page of the Erotic Awakening website? It's all about timing. Oh. That's an old Steve Martin bit. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the Considering Education mission of, I'm even annoying myself, Erotic Awakening. <laughs> Thank you for your support. And for all of your rope and exotic wood toy needs, we highly recommend Maui Kink. Visit Maui Kink at www.mauikink.com. And when ordering, don't forget to select that you heard about them via Erotic Awakening on the checkout form. Music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by Pocket Universe. The music that has been crafted and designed lovingly for scenes that range <laughs> from sensual to dynamic BDSM. Visit them at www.mauikink.com. PocketUniverse.com. Nice. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs>